Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're covering Season 2, Episode 8, titled Nebraska. Uh, really, really good episode, right? Uh, yeah. Coming back from what was a fantastic episode at the end of the half season. Yeah. Uh, um, overall, if you want my overall impression, uh, great intro, mm-hmm. so-so middle, fantastic end. All right. I'll save my intro until we do some news. How about that? Or, or, or my... Uh, <laughs> My thoughts on until we do some news, yeah. All right, um, I'm gonna try to get back, uh, by this as fast as I can. I've got like a double ear infection and sinus mm. infection, ass infection, ass. I've got herbal tea and honey and I, enemas. I'm gonna be making heavy use of the <laughs> herbal enema. Yeah, with, herbal tea enema with honey and lemon. Mm. Um, it's important to be smooth. Oh, it's dual purpose. You squirt yeah. it in, then you drink it when you're done. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, low blow. Okay. Uh, good thing this is a zombie show and there's yeah. arms falling off and shit. But, um, yeah, I hope my voice doesn't give out in the middle. But, um, breaking news from Mike S. He actually sent us in just minutes before we started casting news about how well The Walking Dead did. The uh, uh, headline was uh, Walking Dead breaks more basic cable ratings records wow. and mid season premiere. And uh, the article he linked to us. Um, even on the night of featuring the Grammys that The Walking Dead held its own, it got 8.1 million total views. Not bad. Is that and if you include the encore? No, if you include the encore, it had a total of 10.1 million. Nice. So, and even... Um, what record did that break? It, it mentioned... Well, it's like there's only four... There's only five episodes that have ever gotten higher. One was... The series finale of uh, Monk, which was on USA. <laughs> really? And okay. it's carried probably by, I imagine it's carried by a lot more uh, places than AMC. Sure. Uh, and then I guess there's been four episodes of um, TNT's The Closer. Hmm. Never seen it. Neither. So it's described as a juggernaut. So, oh, okay. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the other thing that was exciting for AMC anyway is that that Kevin Smith comic book men. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it held on to two million total viewers in between. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, Kevin I mean, Smith's a pretty big name. So I guess they were pleased with that. What do you think about that show? I uh, liked it. I I have a, a little bit of a problem with. I, I kind of think those guys are massive douches to the Asian dude on that show. Like, I felt bad for this guy watching the show because he's obviously getting shit on left and right. Everybody's making fun of him and just, like, breaking his he stuff. He takes it. And that's the problem. He takes it. And I, I feel like we were talking about this earlier, and you said he needs to grow a pair and just, like, either quit or stand up to him. And I'm mm. with you there, but I feel like he can't do that. There's something about his personality that won't let him do that. So I feel bad for him while I'm watching the show, which makes it hard to like the show. Well, there's only two ways it's going to end. Uh, gradually, his soul will die and he'll become a shell of a man, mm-hmm. or he'll walk in with a pistol. <laughs> either which will way, make an awesome episode. either way, fantastic television. <laughs> sure. Uh, so this is kind of an interesting <laughs> show, right? Because um, it kind of takes the like American pickers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it takes that format because they're basically having people come in, like the hardcore pawn stuff, where people come in and they try and sell stuff and there's negotiation. Like Antiques Rojo meets 
No, Hardcore Pawn. Um, yeah. yeah, all those Pawn shows. Which that type of stuff. I got to go on record. Is I eat that stuff up. Like I do too. Remember when I, that, the episode of Justified where the villain of the week was a pawn shop, and yeah. I'm like, God, yeah. I mm, I want a pawn shop just so I can tell people their shit is worthless. <laughs> Plus, the villain of the week was a badass. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, it also mashes up kind of Kevin Smith's podcast with it like did you know that they're actually recording a video podcast yeah. there no i figured that with all the podcasting equipment they had yeah they've got mics around and it everything looked, it looked like a very high rent uh, sure a rich man's version of the bald move headquarters <laughs> <laughs> oh a very rich man's yes. version we don't have anything like that uh but yeah i think that's pretty cool so it's kind of like bringing the podcast more into the spotlight there too so that mm-hmm. helps us as well i like that mm-hmm. uh overall it's an interesting show but I kind of feel bad for that dude. Man made people nerd rage because did, did you know that? Um, first of all, I'm not a big fan of the 9 p.m. start for Walking Dead because I I don't have enough time to get my boy in bed mm, yeah. and make it down and watch it. And so I, yeah, I actually yeah. didn't even know. I thought it was going to be 10 p.m. I set the DVR. Thankfully, I got down there and recorded it at 11 p.m. But mm. I hear that it's 9 p.m. They said stay tuned for scenes for next week's. During their first commercial break for comic book men. Oh, okay. And then, like, the first commercial break is, like, 15 minutes in. And then they kept hmm. on saying, it's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. <laughs> did they ever play it? I don't know. I I, I thought that they um, that they did during the uh, – like, but but they, they made it wait a couple more commercial breaks. But that's kind of <laughs> nice. dirty cool. Maybe that's why they got the 2 million a little people. Bit. Man, I – one point nine million kind of stuff. Don't they? one point nine million of those are just wanting to see the goddamn preview for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh and yeah, the, and the other the other million are uh, Kevin Smith's friends. Well, the season two point five is all an example of that. I mean, this is just a manipulation of the, sure. the format mm-hmm. to make their numbers look better. And so we've waited two months to get this material. Yeah, I don't know how much I mind that, honestly. I don't care. Honestly. It doesn't bug me too much. No. I I mean, it's just a different way to do it. Instead of waiting a yeah. year, you know, you get half your show, and then a couple months later, you get another half. And whatever keeps it on the air with a decent budget is uh-huh. fine by me, you right, know? Right, So, all right. Is that all the news we have? Uh, that's more than I think we invented some news there. So Great. let's get to the recap. All right, let's do it. Uh-huh. So the episode opens uh, immediately after they've killed Sophia. I mean, immediately. Immediately. It's, I think it's the same shot. They probably shot it there on the day, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically them dealing with the dead, and uh, the mother comes alive again and tries to eat the daughter. Which, my God, people, Jesus, would you make sure these fuckers are dead yeah. before you go and start cuddling with them? Mm-hmm. I mean, Good idea. they're already returned from the dead once. <laughs> yeah just double tap through the heads all i'm saying <laughs> and even then i'd be a little cautious you know yeah, I thought, nobody knows the science behind this yeah, like when like andrew just piled in that bottom the the, 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 in the back truck? of that truck it's like yeah. that seems entirely too cavalier to you know like what if um she hits a bump and one of their jaws flop open and <laughs> clamp down Flash on one of them elbows you know <laughs> sure i was like do you want to take that chance no, no, I would be riding in the cab. I don't know why she wasn't up there. Honestly, you know, I've been in the situation because I spent a couple of years of my life down in Texas on this big freaking ranch that my parents got. Mm-hmm. With zombies all around. Zombies all around. And um, my brother and dumbass brother and sister like to ride in the back of the truck, but that's where you hit bumps and fall out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like hit bugs and all kinds. Like, I just, I, I want to stay where the passenger restraints are. Sure, sure. <laughs> where yep. the engineers have actually designed. 
the you know the, the viability of human life surviving <laughs> in the case yeah. in, in the event this shit goes wrong. Yeah, there was actually uh, the Apollo missions always had a guy riding in the back. He never survived. <laughs> yeah, bad news, bad news. <laughs> so moving on. Um, so basically, Herschel demands that they leave, uh, and Shane and Rick kind of face off there on the porch. Uh, I really like this scene a lot. I think everybody is kind of everybody is dealing with what just happened and we we see a lot of differences in opinion here right because there's a lot of this went on when we were talking about the the cast when we casted about the um you know pretty much dead already Mm -hmm. um we were kind of thinking gee did herschel know about all this Mm -hmm. is he innocent did otis seems like the canon like the the version from god is that otis did put uh, Sophia in the barn, yeah. but, but Shane's calling the question, know. and Herschel's like, "I don't give a damn what you believe. Mm-hmm. I want you off my farm." And you know that raises a point of like, how is he actually going to do that? Sure, sure. They have all the guns now. He is one old man and a teenage boy, and uh, Maggie and a bunch of women who are having various amounts of nervous breakdowns and mm-hmm. and flu like symptoms. This episode versus a bunch of dudes with guns. Yeah. And, you know, one girl, one female is getting pretty decent with guns. And, mm-hmm. you know, Daryl, who could kill them all with one crossbow bolt. So yeah. it's like, I'd yeah. like to see him try to get them off his land. Yeah, definitely. What do um, you think about the uh, slap herd around the world? <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was a good move. Because otherwise, it looked like Herschel was about to get his ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, so good on Maggie for preventing that. I, w- I want to see that in slow motion. Because I think, uh, what's his name? Ra- uh, Barenthal? I'd like to see like that, you know, frame by frame, the face, you know, smacking to the side and the earlobes wobbling, you know, this <laughs> yeah. just, just structural response sure. of that face getting slapped. Yeah. About 400 <laughs> frames a second. Yeah. That'd be good. Like Mythbusters, like high speed sure. camera. Yeah. Uh, and I have to correct you. Otherwise the audience will. It's Bernthal. Bernthal? John Bernthal. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, so there's a, a minor showdown there between Rick and Shane and it felt to me like, the stuff Shane said really got into Rick's head. Um, mm. He basically calls him out about his leadership right there. Oh, yeah. Um, and I can't remember if this is where he says basically that he's been uh, doing everything that needed to be done for the group. And Rick has just been off looking for some girl. Uh, Who's been in the barn the whole time. Yeah. That is out there in that woods when yeah. she's been in that barn all the time. That's what you did. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty powerful and hard to – uh, and then, you know, at the end, he when he stormed away, he's like, Rick, you're just as delusional as that guy. Yeah. I think yeah. that scored a direct hit with Rick. Spot on. And Rick knew it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then there are a couple little short scenes here where Andrea covers Sophia's body. Um, Daryl goes to sit with Carol in the RV. I didn't have much to say about this other than I guess Carol looks really messed up by this. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. As, as she up. should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. Um, so then Glenn asks Maggie if she knew Sophia was in the barn. The the levels of insensitivity shown by Glenn in this scene are unbelievable. He is such a socially Un- awkward penguin, man. He's so inconsiderate in this thing because, okay, he first asks her uh, if she knew Sophia was in the barn. He doesn't trust her on that. Uh, second of all, he tells her that they can move on now. So there's that. Uh, then he makes a big deal about it being Sophia who was killed. And doesn't really make a big deal about it being her family who was killed until, like, a minute later. And this right. is coming right off of the episode where he didn't even say I love you back right. to this girl. So 
it, it blows my mind how insensitive this guy is to her feelings at this point. Uh-huh. Crazy. Uh, especially, like, the whole, like, well, I guess we can just move on now. Like, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. You know, I don't know what you call – it's not a one-night stand, but – you know, two condom stand, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, did did they even have sex another time other than the one? Because they were uh, going to up in the loft. Yeah, but then that we got know that, that that went that broke bad. I don't think they have. I think so he still got once. the eleven condoms. Sure. So he sure. it is. It's, it's the, he had the one condom stand. Is this going to be like our Breaking Bad cast with the coffee, where the condoms are a countdown <laughs> to something? <laughs> as soon as those condoms are gone, Glenn is dead. Yeah, he's 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 gone. <laughs> All right. So in the next scene, um. Carl basically says that they did the right thing, uh, and the group discusses what to do with those bodies that are laying around. Uh, Andrea comes up with a solution. She says that we bury the ones we love and we burn the rest. And True. apparently they love three people out of that group. Well, I mean, three it's, people. it's his Herschel's son, mm-hmm. Herschel's wife, and Sophia, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. And again, I don't understand the whole burn. Like, I I want my loved ones to burn me. I've got it in my will. <laughs> sure, sure. But at least so. Andrea here is saying, we'll burn the rest. Like, she she seems to be a badass with, like, some understanding of what these other people are feeling. Huh. And I don't know if that's because of what she went through with uh, Amy, but, but she's like, okay, I understand there's a need for you people to burn the – or to bury some of these – but uh-huh. we need to just get rid of the rest. Yeah, I, I'm. Mean, what's what's wrong with a good old fashioned mass grave? I don't know. I think it would. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's too much digging. I, they were making a big deal about how much digging it was. It's been. pretty hard. You'd need a lot of fuel to burn one human body. I think they've got it. <sighs> I don't know. They've got the fuel. Well, we. I got an email from a listener, uh, Karen. I think her name is, who was telling me. Basically, giving me an education on the the fuel tanks on farms, like five thousand oh, yeah, gallon yeah, yeah. fuel tanks, huge, massive yeah, I fuel got tanks. That too, but yeah. I don't think they're going to be using their fuel to burn bodies. It looked like they're just stacking them on top of a couple of logs. That's not going to burn. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, imagine how long you'd have to hold the match to that. <laughs> Although I think that, um, like, once the human body gets going, you know, yeah. the, the fat is just pretty much goes like a candle. Yeah, it'll keep burning. Spontaneous human combustion. Maybe the uh, decomposition That's what they're gases. Ca- they're counting on spontaneous human combustion here. They are. They're just, they didn't light it on fire. <laughs> they just went on fire. Great. A magnifying glass in the sun. Awesome. So what do you think about Carl there? Um, his his tone that he took, his outlook on the situation. Uh, I like it. You do? Yeah. Carl's becoming a, a little mean, more jaded than a 12-year-old should be. I, I, I like jaded Carl better than creepy Carl. Um, uh, yeah. And I think that the, the you know he's got a, he's got this ability to give this kind of haunted you know flat effect mm-hmm. you know uh, proto serial killer vibe and and it's and that's weird to see in a kid too yeah yeah, yeah it's like he's his eyes are very old I think hmm. and I want to talk about I maybe talk he took about Dale's this. eyes because he just certainly doesn't have any <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about this more in the spoiler section so okay I'm highlight that all right let's move on then. Uh, next scene is Rick and Lori discussing uh, his leadership skills, basically. Right. Yeah, uh, chasing ghosts. Yeah, yeah. He's and, and he seems to be the one here who is questioning his own leadership abilities. I mean, Lori's kind of on his side here. She she thinks that he's doing the right thing and everything, but Rick doesn't now. Uh-huh. Rick's turned against himself. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't keep track of all the flip-flops that Lori's gone through at this point. Sure, sure. So it's like, you know, she's got to stand by her man, then no, and then so whatever. Yeah. There is something that she says that's interesting, though. 
uh, and could come back in later episodes. She points out that all the gunfire might have drawn more walkers. Sure. Do you think that's going to be an issue for the people on the farm coming up in these next couple episodes? Uh, well, that and the giant signal fire that they lit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At uh, least they did that during the day, you know? You can see, you can see fucking smoke a lot smoke, further yeah. during the day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, you can see that for miles. Mm-hmm. But so, you can't see the flames. It's not like a giant candle. Yeah, I'm just saying that if you've got, like, a bunch of bad guys out there looking for your farm, maybe not light the fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. and have all the gunshots popping off. Um, don't announce your presence like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I like the fact that, and, you know, a lot of people uh, in criticizing Shane's approach uh, said just that. It's like, look, you uh, it did this in such a way that it, you had all these guns going off. I wonder if you mm-hmm. could have done a more controlled zombie demolition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, let the door creak open a little bit so one at a time can go through and you pull axe them or pickaxe them. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, fodder so then, for my survival review. Definitely. Uh, so, then Rick comments about the ghost in the forest. Uh, and I, I called this, man. I thought she was dead, like, a long time ago. I said, after the first day, you stop looking. Yeah. Like, just go. Just move on because right. she's no longer alive. Uh, and Rick realizes that now. So then uh, Shane tries to justify his actions to Dale, who's giving him the the stink eye. I don't think he tried to justify shit. I think it was a challenge. Like, what are you going to say about this old man? I don't know, because there's definitely a theme here of Shane kind of falling apart. Like, coming apart at the seams a little bit. He's, He's trying to keep up this tough exterior of, I did the right thing. But he's also questioning it, too. And so I feel like this confrontation was kind of... It was a challenge, but it was also a little bit him trying to justify himself, like saying, I did what needed to be done for the group. Well, and that's a good point. I mean, nobody thinks that they're evil. Sure. Yeah. So it is nice to see him trying to you know, justify himself, and especially in a scene we're going to talk about uh, with Carol. Yeah. That you really mm-hmm. see like he's almost desperate for someone to like believe me, you know, I didn't want this to happen. You know, yeah. I might be a fucking scumbag, but I didn't want all this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh so then we get a scene of them digging graves and they finish the graves and Shane walks off. Um and then Lori goes to visit Carl or I'm sorry, Carol, uh who who's looking uh like she's not in great shape here. She's Well, they want her to come out for this funeral service. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought this was an interesting contrast because they bookended this scene with, Sophie, with her basically saying, that's not Sophia. Yeah. That's one of those things. Sophia died a long time ago. And mm-hmm. she actually said a lot of things that kind of um, pull at my heartstrings as a parent, you know. Um, ugh. I, I've, uh, I, you know, talking <laughs> about children suffering and being alone and being afraid is, is something that turns me into a puddle. So that was kind of hard to watch. But mm-hmm. contrast that to... You know, how matter of fact she was with it versus Herschel, how long it took him to let go and how much he clung on to it. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, but they both kind of had the exact same reaction, which is kind of acting fucking weird and self destructive. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, Herschel has that reaction. I'm, I'm trying to compare like Herschel's reaction to finding out that his family is a zombie versus Carol's. Uh, Carol immediately accepted that that's not my kid. Um, Sophia died a long time ago. 
Herschel didn't do that. Herschel was trying everything, keeping him in the barn, trying to save his family. Uh huh. And even until I, now, you know, I still think that he wasn't truly ready to let go mm-hmm. until he got to the bar and got a little philosophical. Because you know what he said to Shane and like going through his wife's possessions and hitting the bottle at the farmhouse. I mean, those were the actions of a man who's still not come to grips with what yeah. happened. I, I think. Kind of when he did come to grips with what happened is when he slams down that glass after he's had the drink and he turns to go out the door with Rick. Um, of course, they're interrupted by Dave and Tony, but but that's kind of to me where he goes, okay, this has happened. Now I need to deal with it. Hmm. Why do you think Car- uh, Carol – I don't know if Carol's actually dealing with this. I think – Yeah, I don't think so either. This is um, a delaying of the grief cycle. This is denial, hmm. you know. She doesn't even want to go out there and, and face the funeral mm-hmm. and say any words over her daughter and hear all that because she says she's accepted and that's not her daughter, but she just hasn't come to grips with this. Yeah, you're right about that. She's on the surface trying to say, I have, I, I understand what's happening here, but right. she's not got her head around it yet. Right, and I don't mind because she's not even the most annoying female in the cast at this point. <laughs> oh, so. and we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing, let's talk about hope in this show. Because right. a lot of this episode centers on hope and, and the loss of hope. And to me, Sophia kind of represented that hope for a lot of characters. Um, and with her death, that hope dies with it. Well, and they, I thought it was kind of maybe a little heavy-handed, the symbolism of the Cherokee Rose. Mm-hmm. That that was yep. Carol's personal hope totem. Exactly. And she sees those patches growing out kind of like mocking her. Mm-hmm. And she just instantly sets to ripping them all out. Yeah, and the barn walkers were Herschel's hope totem. Yep. Um, and also, like, Rick and his his kid, you know. He, he explains how that happened. Um, but this is kind of the second wave of this hope crushing that we've had. Jenner did it back at the end of season one. Um, didn't do a good enough job, apparently. Didn't do a good enough job. Some of the characters didn't stay and die with him. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is round two. And I feel like this packed a harder punch do you think than it's gonna, a scientist just saying hope is lost. Do you think there's going to be people that die every single time one of these hope-crushing rounds comes around? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, you sound like no, an asshole, but I know exactly what you mean. Well, it was also a pun, but never mind. <laughs> oh. oh, oh God, God, I'm running slow tonight. Yep. Ass infection. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. We'll uh-huh. talk a little bit more about that, too. I got a bone to pick on the next scene where Dale starts talking about, hey, let's talk about what just happened and what it means for us as a group and what position. And Lori just shuts him down and says, there's no point in arguing about it. Mm-hmm. What kind of horse shit is this? Like, you can't, I mean, Shane's not here. Rick's not here. The group can't have a sober analysis of like, so where are we? With the whole disrespecting our host's wishes and killing all the family, and yeah. there were alternate ways to resolve this, and we just decided to jump right to Mr. Unilateral making the decision for all of us. And Lori's mm-hmm. like, nah, mm, er, no discussion. Well, I thought that was horseshit. Uh, yeah, I still feel like Lori doesn't know what's going on, and she's still partially loyal to shane and partially yeah. loyal to rick and it's this triangle that's just pulling her in both directions seems like much more so than in the comic book she ever was that she's mm, yeah. torn between the two men but yeah i mean I, I just think that uh in the show it's much more ambiguous about how she really feels because she's yeah. kind of alternately played it like maybe i'd rather be with you but you know because of carl because of group and all this other stuff i can't 
Sure, sure. You know, this is the new reality. And we get a we get a serious dose of that in um I don't remember what episode it was, but the flashback where she's talking with her friend about uh-huh. their their rough marriage. Yep. Um and how she's just not feeling uh happy with Rick. Um so yeah, there's something pulling her towards Shane and mm-hmm. it's and it's in my opinion the exact things that Shane's doing here. Um Shane's stepping up and you know, doing right. things that need to be done. So she's kind of attracted to that. So then Herschel goes to clean out his wife's things, and he finds the flask. The flask, that, which apparently... That demon water. Yeah, and it drives him uh, out somewhere where we find out he goes to the bar later. Uh, then there's a shot of the... A short shot of the covered graves. Um, there, there are a few good, like, wide shots in this episode. Um, the one where he's talking with Lori early on, Rick is, mm-hmm. um, and he kind of walks away after saying the thing about the ghost. Uh, there was a cool shot there where they pull way out. There was another one here where they shoot overhead. Uh, I like the cinematography in this episode a lot. I wonder who directed it. I don't know. You can find I'll, out. I will look that up while you uh, continue to blab. Do it. Uh, so this is where Carol kills the Cherokee Roses. Um, and, again, this is this is representing hope. Uh, to Carol and Hope is dead. Uh, so then they discuss uh, whether what Shane did was right um, as they load the bodies into the truck. And I, T-Dog's on Shane's side here. T-Dog is agreeing with Shane. Um, Dale obviously is not. Uh, I think that this this event with Sophia is really going to create a rift within this group. And I'm I'm eager to see how that plays out. Uh, okay. Do you have the director yet? No, I do. It's Clark Johnson, and I can't really tell what he's, uh, you know, what what he's done a, uh, a lot of. All right, well, um, good job, so. Clark Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cinematography. Yeah, um, and he wasn't even the cinematographer. I'm sure. No, <laughs> just the director. Uh, so then, I, I mean, what do you think about what's going on here? Um, the group kind of being divided uh, between Shane and Rick. I think it's completely natural i would Mm -hmm. be surprised if uh you i'd be surprised if they didn't yeah because there's you know you got dale's kind of like statesman approach and want to talk about things and have consensus and you got shane's like fuck consensus i'm quote-unquote benevolent dictator and i'm going to make the decisions and i'm going to protect a group and i'm going to protect blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then you got rick who's kind of torn in the middle so um, and he's supposedly the group leader. So, I mean, I would have been surprised. I thought it was natural that they, they kind of did that. Yeah, that's a, a big thing that I liked about this episode, actually, is how natural it felt coming off of that, that Sophia killing. You uh-huh. know, it, it felt to me like they were doing everything that people would do in this situation. Um, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like anyone was being stupid. Uh, it just felt like everyone was having different reactions and were talking about it. And this kind of showed to me like what a good episode on the farm would be like right you know where people are communicating and they're they're dealing with these issues yeah i'm gonna say that that three episode stretch between episode one of season two and like episode five yeah other than the daryl hallucinations completely wasted yeah nothing happened yeah 
and and nobody talked and nobody right they didn't like, figure anything out that's what makes me so mad when i see that the the glenn uh who the executive producer to show now to took over after uh, uh, darabont yeah i think his name is mazera yeah yeah um seeing him defend this on the talking dead where he's basically like whoa you know we want to slow things down and and, mm-hmm. and uh focus on the characters and relationships and it's like that'd <laughs> be great if do you that. did that yeah you just yeah. fucked around and you know, made your characters look stupid. And so I'm with you. It, it almost sounded like it's one of those things where I keep on going back to like George Lucas and the Phantom Menace where they had those beside, behind the scenes footage where it's like they oh, start yeah. editing all together and like, this is a goddamn mess. It doesn't make sense. The tone's all over the place. We're fucked. And George's like, well, you know, you can't go back and reshoot it. I almost wonder, yeah. you know, with all the creative struggles and everything that happened, if, like, they got all this edit, it's like, ooh, yeah. this is kind of rough, but it How is are we going to fix this? Because you can't always fix everything in post. No, 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 no. So, Especially if you don't have the money. Yeah. I, I found yeah. out that Clark, uh, he's actually uh, directed several episodes of The Wire, oh, cool. The Shield, um, and most recently he did uh, one episode of Homeland, last the, the, the hit on Showtime. Hmm. Nice. So, yeah, he's got quite a, quite a few chops there. Great. Okay, so the next scene is Maggie confronting Glenn about uh, his moving on comment from earlier and uh, the daughter passing out. I think if I were Glenn there, I'd probably say when when she says, are you going to stay here? I'd probably say, oh, I assumed you were coming with us. Uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of an out, right? Sure. Uh, so the, the part where you're talking about the group is having this debate, uh, that's the part where Andrew jumps in the back of the car, back of the truck with the truck full of zombies. I I'm not really clear on when that happens because it's just such a short throwaway scene. But they, they – so they spend 30 seconds. The arm falls off. She goes back and retrieves it. Mm-hmm. The camera stays on her the whole time. The internet's lost its damn mind because I, I saw on several message boards, including Seppenwalls and on Reddit, where people were questioning what that meant. You huh? know, what, what, does, what does the fact that the arm fell off and her, she went back to get it? I didn't think it meant anything. I thought it was just a throwaway visual gag about how mm-hmm. – nonchalant these people are about these dead bodies and Mm -hmm. you know the kind of the horror but some people are saying that that's a sly hint to the governor or um Uh. rather merle (laughs) coming back to gotcha to to the farm yeah the whole arm falls off and he's Uh got no hand now if it was a hand i could maybe see that but Mm -hmm. the whole arm i think the internet's reading a little bit too much into well i took this there wasn't a whole lot of humor in this episode sure i took that as an attempt that you know almost slapstick style humor yeah yeah i could buy that especially uh, the, the Andrew almost is... lounging on the 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 zombie bodies <laughs> so weird, yeah, man. yeah just throw her in the pile uh it, so I'm, I'm wondering if it's not just people who desperately want some sort of meaning to every scene you know right not every scene has to have meaning well i mean like you know we we do this with breaking bad because mm-hmm. yeah those bastards actually do put a lot of crazy shit that is important later mm-hmm. i don't know that this show's earned that in fact if anything mm-hmm. they've earned the opposite they have people whispering <laughs> people stuff in the ear which i don't think there's any credible thing that would actually make sense at this point no it's too late now yeah there's like the they throw extraneous details that doesn't actually mean anything so yeah. Not a knock on the show. Like I just the think zombie in the well. Yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. No, it's just a fun scene to see. Right. Yeah, and I thought this was kind of fun to watch the arm fall off the truck and her be like, "Eh, throw yeah, it back right, in." Right. Uh, so then, moving on, the flask uh, basically t- tips Rick off as to where Herschel might be um, after discussing it with Maggie. Uh, she 
basically unleashes that Herschel was an alcoholic at one point. Uh huh. Um, and my question for you would probably be now that Herschel has kind of lost all hope, as we see later, do you think that he's going to struggle with his alcoholism again? I kind of hope not because that's so cliche at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, struggle with drugs and alcohol. Uh, I mean, Jesus, they did it on Lost, for God's sake. But, sakes. I mean, what if what if Herschel goes back to the bottle and he's unable to help his family when the zombies attack or there's there's some – I could see them pulling it off gracefully enough for me to buy it yeah, and, and to feel like it works. I guess. I just think that uh, Herschel looked off a clear of eye and firm in purpose at the end of this yeah. episode. And he says, I just quit uh, a bit ago. So yeah. I think he has quit again. Yeah, I, so. I do too. All right. Um, so let's move on then. Uh, after, uh, he's tipped off, Rick turns around to go after Herschel and Lori stops him and tries to keep him around. Um, this scene, Shane really struck me in this scene because Shane is, he's <laughs> full on in the face. With he's, his vi- he's visibly enjoying Rick's failures of leadership. Now. Uh-huh. He is in his face and, and he's standing between Rick and Lori pointing out the failures of Rick. Right. Uh, for Lori to see right there, it, it is so blatantly obvious what he is trying to do with Lori's mind here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and I really like it actually. I think Shane is that kind of guy. He's going to jump in there and tell you when you're wrong. He's going to do it in front of your family, who's he's trying to steal from you. you know? Yeah, and it also sets up the craziness of Lori later on. How so? Um, you know, the kind of her mixed emotions about him going out here and mm-hmm. her think it's that's irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. So, and then she's going to decide she needs to go save him, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll get, Rick, I, I want to save her from... ripping into that. So let's uh, I'm, right. I'm gonna wait until it actually comes up in the outline. Cool. Uh, but Rick here drops the bomb that he's going after Herschel for the baby. Right. Because eventually uh, they're going to need Herschel around. He's the only doctor they've got. So True. if he goes, I mean, who's going to deliver the baby? Who's going to take care of the baby leading up to that? Plus, this farm is his. Yeah. I mean, they want, you know, I think they feel like they need him on there to make this homestead work. Yeah. But at the same time, he's going there ostensibly to help the baby, but he's leaving Carl off all by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, this seems to me to be the exact thing he was doing that he was feeling so bad about earlier i guess i mean they went back to fucking atlanta which was overrun by zombies for goddamn merle so the fact that they would go to this little poke town or they've been in a couple times only seen one zombie Mm -hmm. they get herschel makes complete sense to me oh yeah it it definitely makes sense but it it feels like rick hasn't quite learned the lesson but again i mean i didn't even think of it from the angle of he's their only medic yeah so I think it's damn important that they go get him. Sure, certainly. Um, so then Brick is waiting for Glenn while he kisses Maggie goodbye. Uh, kind of Rick figures out what's going on there, and he's like, in the next scene when he's he's driving with Glenn, he says basically everybody knows she's in love with you. Like it's pretty obvious. Um, you actually noticed this slightly before I did. What the fuck is Glenn doing riding in a vehicle with a shotgun pointed at his head? Uh, well, this is this is a little bit uh, further on in the episode, but yeah. Yeah, Glenn, he has an odd sense of gun safety. There's a hilarious uh, Reddit 
meme where someone took that sh- scene and took it in the MS Paint and said, "What if Rick hit a bump?" <laughs> and it shows like you know, this giant gaping hole in Glenn's eye and the back of a skull yeah. blown out and blood all over the cab of the truck. Yeah, it's Pulp Fiction style. Yeah, yeah, bad idea. Um, but yeah. Anyway, before that happens, um, Carol comes out of the woods and Shane creepily washes her. What like, the fuck? I don't. I honestly don't know what either of them. Well, I know what Shane is feeling in this scene. I don't know what Carol is feeling, and she might be feeling nothing. No, she was. It was weird to her. I get. I gathered, and yeah, it almost yeah. was like Shane was like, "Look at me. I'm not a heartless monster. I'm tenderly caring mm. for you. I care about the whole group, not just you know." But it just feels weird. He was, um, like the whiff of desperation. Like, he's desperate yeah. for someone to believe his yeah. cover story. Yeah, the stuff is definitely... And you notice here, he's not talking about what just happened to Carol. He's talking about himself. Oh, yeah. So he's far more concerned with what's going on in his own head. And well, that's a, and he's that's starting good to indicator. get sloppy. I mean, yeah. he as much as confessed to Daryl, or I mean to Dale, what all he did with yeah. Otis. Mm-hmm. He didn't dispute it. And he's like, well, if that's the type of guy I am, then why do you think, you know... Um, so, you know, he's, he, he needs to shore up his support or he's going to, uh, not be able to protect the group because the group's going to run him off. Yeah. If this yeah. got off about Otis and about, you know, if they believe that he tried to kill Rick at one point, that's not, not good for him. So I think he really is trying to do some damage control now that, <laughs> you know, he's kind of come down from this rage. Mm-hmm. I don't know the way he acted with Lori and Rick earlier. To me, it just seems well, like he's Well, but, I mean, again, this still. is more of a, he was still on that. I mean, he went, he was in a rage. Yeah. And he killed those zombies in a rage. And he oh, confronted yeah. Herschel in a rage. And he confronts D- Daryl and Rick. And this is a kind mm-hmm. of a moment where he's off on his own. He's washing himself off. He's cool. He's metaphorically and literally cooled himself down. Yeah. And then, you know, this other survivor comes in. And he almost pops. And I think it just triggers like a kind of a what the fuck moment for him. All right, good theories. Um, so speaking of Dale uh, and Shane basically uh, telling him about Otis, he then tells Lori about what happened uh, between him and Shane. And uh, Dale Dale just drops the bombs, you know. he's He doesn't sugarcoat it this time. He's like, I think Shane killed Otis. I think he sacrificed him. Um, I don't know if Lori's the right person to tell about this because – Shane was sacrificing Otis for her son. Like yeah. How, sympath- how worried is she going to be that a guy is trying to save her son? And also, Dale knows about her and Shane's past. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he one of the ones that came up to Rick and said, you know, or was that? Mm. Maybe I'm thinking that was in the comic. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it, I, I think that maybe he, it just struck me as that he might know a little bit more about this. I don't know. Mm. So I... I don't know if coming out to Lori is the right or the right or wrong person, but she clearly is like, look, he might be a high, but he's not a murderer. Yeah. But then, Dale definitely seems to think he is. Cause he says he might kill sooner or later. He's going to kill somebody else. Yeah. But he, he just basically has no evidence at this point. He's leaning sure. on his folksy bullshit. You know, I know guys like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how many of guys like him did you know back in the day, Dale? <laughs> Maybe a lot. Maybe really? a ton. Oh yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, do you think that's foreshadowing? That uh, when he says sooner or later he's going to kill somebody else. Well, I mean, I'm on record of prediction that Shane's going to probably kill another member of the group this year, this season, this mm-hmm. season. 
All right. So. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sooner or later. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Uh, so then Rick gives Glenn some advice on how to deal with Maggie, and this is where he's driving around with the shotgun pointed at his face. <laughs> um, uh, like, Rick, I, know, I know it's awkward dealing with a girl that says you lo- she loves you and you don't know what to say, but pointing a shotgun at your face is no way out, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. You Man don't need to take deal. that. Yeah, de- yeah. Deal, with the, deal with your emotions. <laughs> uh, Rick says, apparently convinces Glenn uh, that he's got plenty of time here. Um, she's not going anywhere. I don't know. I'm a little worried about that. A lot, um, of, a lot of stuff that could be foreshadowing here. You know, it's interesting, too, that this is the exact opposite reaction that he got from dale when he came clean to him dale's like what were you thinking how could you do this yeah mm-hmm. blah 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 and uh glenn had to point out it's like look i was thinking that this is the fucking apocalypse and i just wanted to enjoy a couple moments of it and rick has yeah. took that viewpoint with him he's like look man which well he says you, you did what you thought was right it just so happens it wasn't no, no, and that's, that's, that's about theme. the abortion thing. I'm talking about, sure, sure. You know, this thing with Maggie. That okay. this is a good thing. Take what you know. Take what little pleasure you can out of this life and, and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's a theme that I think Glenn can relate to. And also, you know, Glenn's the one that rescued Brick, and they've mm-hmm. always kind of had this weird affinity. Um, I at least I thought so. Yeah. And having them in his car, I kind of see this is all power play, right? So Shane's doing his stuff and riling up Dale and riling up Daryl and mm-hmm. trying to put Rick against Lori. Meanwhile, Rick is shoring up his relationships with everybody. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the episode, I think he's got Herschel back in his corner. Mm-hmm. He's got Glenn solidly in his corner. Uh, Dale's obviously on his side. Uh, a lot of the, the and he's, you know, if, if Daryl had to pick, he's probably going to pick the one that pisses him off the least. Yeah. So sure. Rick's playing pretty good leadership politics here. Yeah. I don't even think he even tends to. Uh, yeah, I feel like he knows how to deal with people. I mean, right. he handled Herschel pretty well. Right. Uh, when they first arrived at the farm. Um, the, the, going back to um, the scene where Lori's uh, gets some knowledge dropped by Dale. Uh, I forget who it was on the Talking Dead, but they basically said that Dale here is kind of fighting shane in the only way he can shane has the muscle dale dale's trying to turn the group against him Uh um trying to yeah undermine him uh, via everybody else right and i think that's a good move on his part it's the only move he's got exactly yeah so that's pretty interesting um so then herschel's daughter's getting worse that's a quick short scene uh where laurie's like up do you think she's infected i mean Uh, no She's, no, they raised that question on on the Talking Dead of whether or not the illness has gone airborne, the virus uh-huh. has gone airborne. Uh, I think they all would be dead if that were the case. Well, is, is was that the daughter that got grabbed by the mother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we sure she didn't get scratched or bitten? We're not, but I. It's just watching weird that the she's scene. I don't down see with it. This like intense fever mm-hmm. and kind of like shaking, and that's like that's. You know, if she's at the CDC, Jenner would be putting her under MRI and <laughs> they can do some interesting things her, with I that, think. too. You know, like what if there's what if the gunfire uh, for all the barn walkers draws a bunch of zombies in uh-huh. and they've got this girl on the bed. And uh-huh. while they're fending off the zombies outside, oh. she gets somebody uh-huh. inside the house. Uh-huh. That could be pretty devious. Yeah. But I, that's all speculation. All right. Anyway. <laughs> who, who has any idea? Um so, yeah, she's getting worse, and Lori 
uh, goes over to Daryl to ask her to go get oh, Rick. Oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, this to me, I blew, it blew my mind. I had the same reaction Daryl did. You, you, I cannot believe you were calling him selfish. Right. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say in the show. Right. So you want me to risk my life for mm-hmm. your husband. Your bitch who went window the, shopping. And the Chinaman. Uh-huh. Uh, and for why? Yeah. Like, I just risked my life and got shot through an arrow and almost ate by a walker and died mm-hmm. of an infection just to save this little girl. And look at that got me. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I kind of think, Lori, if you had to say who's the most selfish person on the show right now, mm-hmm. I'd have to say Lori. Lori, I agree. She's yeah. not thinking about anybody but herself. She asked Glenn to get her the pregnancy or the, the birth control or whatever it is, morning after pills. Uh-huh. Um, Magazines and shampoo. She's she, – yeah, she's calling – Daryl selfish. I think this is a what's going on in her head is a reflection of who she is. Right, like what she's putting on to other people seems to be an inner reflection. Fair point. Um, so Daryl has no part of that. And what do you think about Daryl here? He's he's kind of lost his only focus. His focus was finding Sophia. Now is he back to the? The uh, kind of nomad that he was before. Um, it just depends on what goes on. I think Carol might be his bridge to long-term humanity, but I think mm-hmm. we're going to see him kind of revert to that type for a while. Yeah, and then I don't think Carol. I just don't think Carol's going to let him. I think she's going to be relentless about. Nah, you need. You know, the group needs you. You're a good man. Uh, yeah. you're being a hard ass now, blah blah blah. But I think that she's that's assuming Carol back. can do anything herself. You know, get out of her stupor. Yeah, Carol's a car a, care, a caretaker. Yeah, and I think that she's now bringing. I kind of get now what people are saying about their mother son relationship, which I still think is going to be creepy because I really do think they're going to be romantically involved. Yeah, yeah. But I do see kind of like that energy in yeah. this episode, and mm. so there, there's a connection. And I mean, she's already said as much right in the barn um maybe last episode maybe the episode before she she told daryl how she felt daryl threw the saddle at her yeah yeah uh so daryl knows how she feels about him yeah so that'd be interesting uh so then also yeah uh daryl calling Lori olive oil (laughs) hilarious because we're all thinking it it's not just us that notice that she sticks and stones yeah yeah she's knees and elbows Yep. <laughs> um, so then Rick and Glenn find Herschel at the bar. Uh, and I thought it was really cool when they enter the bar, they don't say anything. Herschel doesn't even turn around. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if there's a zombie back there. Right. He's just like, whatever, I'm drinking myself to death here. Right. Uh, that's, that's a nice touch, a consistency there that I liked. Um, Although in this show, as soon as the zombies came in the bar, they'd be all... <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, so that's true. Um, so, what do you think about Herschel's kind of reversal of of uh, thinking here? Um, he, he basically he's come around on the zombies. They're they're not humans, um, and there's no hope. I guess it needed to happen, um, mm-hmm. especially for this character. But it's like to me, I guess you liked it, but to me, I'm getting a little tired of seeing the same kind of speech given by different characters. I get you, but I feel like Herschel's the one guy who I I wanted to see have that conversion. Like, he's he's always been the guy who's taken everything on faith. You know what I think would be super interesting is a guy who um, has his hope intact mm-hmm. until he breaks, but he still keeps up the public facade, and then just, like, they come into his tent one night and he's blown his head off. 
Hmm. I think that would be an interesting yeah. thing where the group could be like, oh, my God, you know, what this guy was so optimistic. And, like, the, yeah. instead of everybody being, like, you know, Hamlet on these soliloquies about the apocalypse and how hope is dead and, and I believe the miracles, now miracles are dead. Um, I, I mean, I like the speech he gave here to Rick. I do, too. I liked it. I liked it, too. I just – I liked it better the first time when I heard Jenner gotcha. give it and then when Rick gave it and then when Lori gave it and then when Shane gave it. <laughs> and when Lori gave it again. Yeah, right. And then when <laughs> yeah. she decided she didn't want to give it and want to – you know, it's like whatever. <laughs> gotcha. I feel you. Uh, so then Lori takes the car and she immediately crashes it. Oh, for uh, Christ's sake. This is uh, – all right. Well, I'll give her credit. She wanted an abortion. She got it. <laughs> That's one way to abort. By the way – much more effective form of abortion, getting in a yeah, car wreck, yeah. than, than morning taking after morning pills. after pill, which would not affect anything at all. <laughs> um, I mean, is AMC trying to get the award for most misogynist network on I, in, in the air? Because dude, why else they would they have her do something so half-cocked and stupid, go off alone, mm-hmm. not tell anybody, just because she's pissed at Daryl and she's wor- – and, and she's and going to she's leave thinking, her son. And yeah, she's, she's leaving. She, she specifically told Carl she, to stay with her. Plus, she doesn't. I don't think, to my knowledge, I've ever seen her fire a gun. She's always just skewed yeah. the training, and mm-hmm. like, shouldn't Carl shouldn't be around them. Um, it's just. It seems like it's so stereotyped to have a woman struggling with a map and flip, <laughs> yeah. you know, flip a car and hit a zombie. Yeah. And, and, and if then, you look at kind of AMC's lineup. In Breaking Bad, we hated the the Skyler. bitchy women for a long time, uh-huh. and, and we, we came around a little bit on that. But there's still lots of people that haven't. But look at their movie lineup too. Movie, it's actions, action Uh-oh. movie after action movie after action movie. They clearly cater to dudes. Uh-oh. Clearly, you think it's a dude? I mean, Mad Men's de- definitely a male fantasy. I mean, they got oh, Peggy. Yeah. It gives a little bit of cover, but sure, Betty sure. is a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan is a mess. Christina Hendricks, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's so. I'm Roger's wondering if maybe there's a, not a little of that. Yeah, maybe I don't know if it, it doesn't. I don't think it says much good things about man in general and the and and the people writing the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because like you know, what's really the crazy contrast is watching Justified, mm-hmm. where they've like badass three dimensional intelligent women characters on that show yeah definitely on the good side and the bad side yeah and 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 we like the women on that show yes even if we don't want to see them with the main character yes but i mean i'm the first to say these dumb bitches should stop doing dumb bitch things on this show but like mm-hmm. i really really like the 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 women characters on on justified so this yeah. certainly you can do it right you can yeah i just think i wonder that, if they're going to do that with andrea because andrea is becoming yes definitely more like even after she shot daryl that was blatantly stupid but now i feel like she's got her head on straight yeah i i i don't think they needed to do that obviously i mean i don't even know what the writers are thinking <laughs> sure um and it was funny because I saw his Reddit and, uh, thread on Reddit had a screenshot of her swinging that pickaxe at the the mother. Yeah. It said, did anybody else think that she's about to impale some one of the survivors' heads when she was swinging this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I mean, Sorry, I, I, I like I, – I definitely see now where they're going with Andrea, and I'm ready to forgive and forget on that. But – yeah. I just Lori's too much to take, man. Right now she is, and yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing with Carol. Uh, Carol's 
Caroline, I'm indifferent on. You I know? think it's interesting she that doesn't... Jackie, the, the the two people yeah. that basically were ready to give up and just lay down and die were the two women. Well, I, I feel like they should have kept Jackie around because she could have been a stronger woman figure, I feel. Like, I thought she would. She didn't ever do anything dumb. She didn't do anything dumb. She actually. She was humorous used, in the episodes that we saw her. She used her experience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she didn't do stuff like, oh, you got bit. Well, I'm going to hide and conspire and talk about it. It's just like, Jim got bit, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Smart. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. That's, that's one thing that bugs me. And I know I talked to my girlfriend and it bugs her and probably a lot okay. of women. So. Well, I'm sure we're going to get some hate mail for this, too. But Why? I'm like, I, yeah, women I, aren't stupid. Stop writing them like they are. Gotcha. You know? gotcha. I mean, I understand they do. Like, People are going to misunderstand this. They always misunderstand everything we say. So you know they're going to say, oh, you guys are misogynist with AMC. And I get it. Dale did stu- does stupid shit, too. Like he did oh, all the time. I, I think that was in, like, that was a u- in-universe uh, or a meta-stupidity. Like, it's only stupid because of the way they filmed it. Hmm. You know, they they meant it to be like it wasn't Dale just did something dumb, fucking stupid. It was just that he, you know, so we we've turned that into this like he's a crappy lookout. But yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to think about. I mean, when you think about stupid stuff, <laughs> the women are doing more of it on the show, mm-hmm. and I don't see a reason for it. <laughs> uh, here's my other question uh, about this scene: What do you think Rick's going to do when he finds out that he left the group and his wife got hurt? He he. He tried to be oh. a leader again. Uh, fuck that. What do you think Shane's going to do? I'm I'm wondering if Shane doesn't go after Lori here and mm. save her and really drive a wedge between them. When he finds out that they're oh uh, yeah that might be that would really hurt that relationship. You might be yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we can talk about in spoilers for next week because there's like some you know banana shit that might be happening. Yeah, we got to move along too. This yep. is yep yep long episode. Uh, so there's a showdown between Brick and Herschel in the bar. Uh, Herschel's reaction is not what I expected here. Um, when he basically admits, like, look, I was stupid. I had hope. I shouldn't have. Um, I feel like we covered this. I mean, we did, we did, but, but there's something about the way he's honestly assessing himself here that I really liked. Um, and that's where he gives a big speech to Rick. So then, um, moving along, Shana and T-Dog are piling bodies on the bonfire. Uh, maybe for some s'mores, maybe some (laughs) internal combustion there. I don't know. (laughs) Um, and again, I'm like, why do you take the trouble to load these zombies in a house and drive a quarter mile away or load them in the truck, mm-hmm. drive a quarter mile from the house and burn and them, burn them. Yeah. Just burn them right next to the house. I mean, if we know there's that. remote areas of this farm. That's where they're supposed to supposedly do the shooting, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah. if you wanted to dr- attract the zombies and other ne'er-do-wells, track them away from the farm. Sure. Hell drive into town, set them up and fire in the middle of the town as yeah. a warning to all the other zombies. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing I noticed in this scene is that T-Dog's actually there. <laughs> Um, and T-Dog at the beginning kicks a zombie in the face, gives a little, uh, curb stomp. Curb stomp yeah. When are they going to do something with T-Dog again? What mm. has he done since like episode three in season one? I don't know. He hasn't done anything. He's, He's just been in the he background. Need, he needs his own arc. I agree hundred percent. So then Rick convinces Herschel to head back, um, just in time for them to be confronted by Dave and Tony. Um, Go to commercial. When they come back, Dave and Tony introduce themselves, and they ask to stay at the farm. What did you think of Dave and Tony? Um, what, what was your initial impression when they walked in? Uh, it didn't Started change swaggering. much. I honestly don't know how this would have played out if they weren't, you know, kind of asshole Philly guys. Gotcha. Like these are the guys that go to the stadium and whip batteries. 
at the opposing team mm, for, yeah. during Eagles games and boo Santa Claus and <laughs> boo when people propose on the field. And, <laughs> you know, there's kind of like cross grained bastards, right? Sure, sure. Um, I almost wonder if they were from the South, if, if they would have been welcomed onto the farm. But it's just the yeah. fact that, uh, no, nah, you know, everybody's so Rick like, was suspicious from the beginning. Everybody's like, just... well, they pulled on him. Well, but yeah, but. You know, he went to go get a drink, and Rick already went to his gun. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. there was, like, all this um, – and I think the guy pissing in the bar was needlessly provocative. But I well, almost they, wonder well, – In my opinion, the pissing in the in the bar mm-hmm. was like they do – like they didn't justify where you've got a guy sitting behind you. Uh-huh. Like they were they were strategically positioning themselves in yeah, case yeah. anything went down. I think that's – but at what point in the conversation do you think – I mean, is it does it flow naturally that they let this group of survivors onto the farm that they would start raping and pillaging and killing everybody? It's like I don't. I wonder if the show it'll be interesting because you know what they do with this next week. But I almost wonder mm-hmm. if they're going to if they just left it the way this is. You'd almost argue that maybe Rick acted a little rashly here. Maybe so. Maybe so. Because I, I if you notice when he's standing there, he's got the guy behind him and uh-huh. the other dudes behind the bar. He's, like, shaking his hand, loosening it up, getting ready to draw on this uh-huh. guy. Oh, and yeah. I don't know if that's just the actor doing that or if that was meant to say, like, Rick is very, very nervous here. Well, and you know, I couldn't help but think when they're talking about all this stuff about how it is out there that that is a speech that Rick has given at least twice in this show's history. Absolutely. I, he I, gave it to Jenner. He uh, gave it to Herschel. I mean, what – so what if Herschel had done this to Rick? Oh this, yeah, this is what I was thinking. Oh, we shot your boy. Oh, uh, well, come up here and the bam, bam, bam. I mean, well, Jesus. In this what was scene, the difference? I was thinking that this guy Dave is trying to out Rick, Rick, and Rick is now trying to out Herschel, Herschel by uh-huh. not allowing them onto the farm. It's like this yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's strange, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if Herschel did that to Rick. But Rick puts down these two guys, and um, he went justified on them. Man, something has changed in Rick, right? Yeah, someone made a really sure. badass animated GIF of that scene, and it's like Rick quick draw to put it right through that dude's forehead. Oh yeah, it was a really badass shot. Yep. And then spun and took out the other guy. Uh huh. I'm I'm thinking Rick is turning into super badass here, who maybe is a little uh, a little more like Shane than he wants to admit now, you know. He's, he's kind of being convinced because that was a, a pattern throughout this episode is Shane kind of confronting Rick about his decisions and Rick agreeing. So maybe he's seeing it his way. Um, so that's pretty much it. There's this really cool song that plays over the end here where they're burning the bodies. Uh, it's called Regulator by Clutch. And we played it at the beginning yep. of uh, of this episode. And yeah, it, makes you, it. it makes about anything more badass. Like you're going to walk through the grocery store, play that. You're going to feel like a badass. Yeah, you go out yeah. to the mailbox to check for the newspaper. Mm-hmm. You play that, you're gonna feel like a badass. <laughs> sure. So I, I do have a couple questions, um, real they, quick about the episode, and I have a comment too. Okay, uh, just that they pretty much put the kibosh on Fort Benning. Do you think mm, that yeah. you know this talk about Nebraska and Fort Benning was that legit, or was that these guys? Trying to get it to work an angle, or what's? Going I feel on? like that was pretty legit. Okay, I don't so know why th- they would work that angle. You think when Shane says brings up Fort Benning, he's going to be like, "Oh yeah, well those assholes I shot in the barn said Fort Benning is overrun." Yeah, I mean, where I is this know, guy's credibility at this point? 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, you're I hope right. so, it's in the toilet. I don't, don't want to see them go to Fort Benning. They won't go to Fort Benning. No yeah. way. Yeah, I don't, no I don't way. think so. They're either going to stay on this farm or they're going to head to Nebraska or somewhere. Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're heading to Nebraska. I've so, driven through Nebraska. You wouldn't go there? I, well, the I mean, days there's not very many people and a whole shitload of guns. So That's true. There's that going for it. Yep. Uh, so does this episode change your opinion of the Sophia storyline at all? Did they need this to no. drive wedges between the group? Uh, yeah. Did, I, I liked how they did that. I just think they, you think they, they could have done needs, it. It didn't need seven episodes. Quaker. No fucking yeah, yeah. lie. Okay. Three episodes. I, I agree they, with they you could, there. They, they could have exercised three episodes out of seven-episode run yeah. and been a hell of a lot better. Definitely. And if you disagree, fine. But, I mean, I guess I just – I, I don't know what they would have missed by cutting that stuff out. Yeah. So it's not like there was a whole bunch of just really awesome zombie stuff or, you know, some bombshell character moments that we wouldn't have gotten any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, as you pointed out, these, these kind of like water cooler conversations around the zombie fire about what the group's doing. I mean, that was more character development than what happened in two or three episodes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So Yeah. I think the, the Sophia storyline was valuable, but the way they told it was not great. Yeah. Um, my other question is about going back to Lori. Uh, there's a there was a quote on Talking Dead of her saying that Lori's kind of adrift as to what's right or wrong here. Uh, and my question then is, do you think that the show needs characters like that to kind of show uh, how difficult it is to deal with this world? And it, would it be less interesting if everyone was as decisive as Shane? Uh. I don't know how viable it would be if everyone was decisive as Shane, because you'd have 10 <laughs> people just going off half-cocked in all different directions. Sure, sure. So you need... So do you think you need her character in there to to kind of muddy the waters a little bit? I think Dale does a better job of that, mm, and he's yeah. not nearly as annoying, <laughs> other than his lookout than failures, his, yeah. his obsession with radiator hoses. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, if she wanted to play devil's advocate, there's a better way for her to do it, and... and they need okay, so the character who's the devil advocate as devil's advocate should not be made to look foolish. Yeah, I yeah. think that if if that's well and good for her to say that about her character, and I think that she wants to believe that, but the writers are completely undermining that character by making her do stupid things. Yeah, and you're right. I respect Dale more in that area too. Yeah, so if, if she's going to advocate for you know the contrary opinion, she needs to come from a you know a reasonable level-headed respected point of view and not crash cars and you know not talk to not tell the best character in the series that he's selfish yeah and yeah. you know not play shane and rick against quit each projecting, other projecting Lori. quit projecting yeah <laughs> uh so i'm gonna award zombie kill of the week to andrea killing uh herschel's wife with the sickle uh and idiot survivor of the week i think we all know who that goes to Lori for basically everything uh calling daryl selfish crashing the car uh, abandoning her son, all of the above. Any one of those things could lead her to be killed. <laughs> yeah, not many dumb survivors this week, I don't think. Right. Uh, and that's it. I don't know. Andrew's pretty close by just, you know, doing a dog pile on top of the zombies. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't crash any cars. No, so. true. All right. Uh, why don't we do some listener feedback? We oh got a lot God, of it. Oh, my God, we got so much of it. Um, Karen M. from Virginia had some catch-up emails. I'm going to try to blow through these. Yeah, I think this is who I was talking with. Yeah, she's got the Shane and Lori thing. Uh, she says, regarding that, as a female, I don't think her horror was that the roughness has been said before. She's talking about 
the roughness of her and Shane and Lori's relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that was a natural part of the relationship. Her horror came from knowing that she did have a relationship with her husband's best friend, even though he was presumed dead. She had not yet confessed her relationship to Rick and was horrified that he could walk in and see Shane attempting to get busy with her while drunk and completely misunderstand the situation. Gotcha. So you th- she thinks that Lori kind of scratched Shane not because she was opposed to it in concept but because she was afraid rick would stumble in on them and, and yeah what would happen yeah i was carl i was emailing back and forth with her um as a follow-up she kind of thinks that shane uh that laurie still needs shane regardless of how she feels about rick now um hmm. so there, there's that layer on top of it you know hmm. uh she also said side note i thought you guys were hoosiers it's not unusual for large farms <laughs> like that to have at least one five thousand gallon tank of fuel can you imagine driving a combine to a local gas station to refuel you silly men ever been to a real farm uh i no. have not been to a real farm <laughs> honestly <laughs> i know popular conception of indiana is we grow corn while yeah. driving yeah. race cars around indianapolis 500 while spinning <laughs> basketballs on our fingers i've personally not which done I've any done. of those no. three, the three things no i, do I can't all. even spin a basketball on my finger I'm but useless. i've never been to a farm i'm a shitty uh, hoosier and I didn't know that the gas tanks were about 5,000 gallons. That's pretty big. That is big. Like I did, Especially live... when they don't have much equipment to run. Because that seems like a, like a cattle or some other type of farm, not a big crop like growing farm. Like an industrial farm. big, you know, like you said, a big combine farm. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a ton of crops that they need to harvest and plant. Mm-hmm. So they don't have huge tractors. And... Yeah, and I don't know like if those things take diesel or gas. Because the other thing about gas is it doesn't keep very well. Hmm. Yeah. Um, doesn't stay very like fresh. separates and jellies and stuff so Ooh. but you know if he's got five thousand gallons of fuel that's i don't know i haven't done the math on that <laughs> it's a lot of fuel that's that could keep a generator going day and night for a long time i'm guessing yeah uh anyway she says i know you guys are thinking carol's a wimp and i don't want her to hook up with daryl either or i and and don't want her to hook up with daryl however just maybe given everything she went through with her husband and now the loss of sophia she may just turn out to be a badass and perfect match for daryl uh it could be. I don't think we've seen any evidence of that so far. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. She hasn't done much of anything. That's right. the problem. And I'm, I'm I don't know anything about by, her. I'm colored by the comic book too much. Well, I'm colored by her relationship with Ed, I think. Oh. Because she doesn't seem like a take-charge kind of person, even when her own safety and well-being is at stake. But it's weird because... And, know, and I get you. I don't understand that dynamic not at all. Not only that, but like people have weird moments of clarity. That's where true. they just hit a low point and be like, fuck this, I'm doing everything different. Mm. You know, so it's like, it could happen. We'll have to see. Uh, Mike M says, we should keep Andrea away from all hardware, firearms, flammables, <laughs> and sharp edges, and TV remote. She's an accident waiting to be created. <laughs> she going to change my channel? <laughs> and in his opinion, the episode didn't really start until minute 25. He gets it. Herschel doesn't want them on hmm. the farm. They have different views. Something has to give. Rick versus Herschel ad infinitum. He loved the guy heading into the town for a drink in a possible zombie-infested zone, and demons in the bar and roaming the streets. Mm-hmm. I don't understand Herschel having no hope. If he holds this philosophy, then why would he care who stays at his farm? Why would he be so hard on Maggie? Awesome final two minutes, though. Great reflexes by Rick, and a funeral pyre signals closure and implies some big changes are coming. I was hooked back in by this ending. Yeah, great ending. Yeah, um, I think that you got to separate the Herschel's no-hope speech as, like, that's, that's his post-bottle outlook his yeah. pre-bottle outlook was hope and miracles and my wife's coming back and you gotta think about or like post barn i guess you gotta think about how long it took shane to cool down too i mean herschel's just been devastated here right yeah. so he's not 
I don't think he's fully figured out what he thinks when no he's, one. There's when no he's no talking to any, Maggie. Any of these characters have worked through their grief cycle yet. Yeah. Although I, I think Herschel has. The, the, it just the took show him a while. Have done yeah. it by Fiat, but, you know, we'll see. Oh, okay. Um, KB writes this. Hey, Jim and the other guy. Uh, <laughs> hello. What's your name again? Aaron. I don't even remember. My feelings are hurt now. <laughs> I'm going to have to read. I'm, my throat hurts. And my ears hurt. And I'm, your I'm ass? reading this guy that doesn't know my name's email. <laughs> and now my feelings are hurt. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through it. Uh, I anticipate there will be some ongoing debate over Rick versus Shane. So first, let me take this opportunity to throw my weight firmly behind Rick. Uh, mm. Rick for president, 2012. Yeah. Uh, not only is Shane acting like a rude bully, his unilateral action against the barn disrespect towards Herschel suggests he's becoming too autocratic to be a leader. By alienating, rejecting, huh. and antagonizing people's views, he is far more likely to breed mistrust than Rick. He might be right with some short-term tactical decisions, but over time... His usually non-consultative approach would jeopardize groups of solidarity. I but feel it you. plays really well in Republican primaries. And it plays really well on TV, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, second issue relates to why the zombie apocalypse is not that hopeless. I know that not everyone considers the group to be very comp- competent. When you review the context, there are a lot of encouraging conditions. Number one, zombies don't appear to reproduce sexually or asexually, so their numbers will barely grow as the human population dwindles. Mm-hmm. Two, there will be little to no competition for supplies from towns and small to large urban centers. Three, there are still fish and squirrels and other game, they can, and they can still plant food. Four, they can repopulate with people outside their family. Five, there are advanced weapons out there. Even if they run on ammo, they have crazy knives and shit. Plus, what if they find a bazooka? Oh, a bazooka would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, Six, zombies aren't strategic or tactical and don't appear to communicate to each other. In fact, we've often seen them tragically individually. Just don't give the bazooka to Andrea. She'd blow Daryl up. Oh, Jesus. First thing <laughs> out the gate. Yep. Um, seven, there's still horses if they run out of fuel. And eight, they can probably find libraries that aren't under threat. Uh, bonus, CO2 emissions will be in decline for what it's worth. So maybe we'll have to worry about the global <laughs> yeah. warming. Yeah. Uh, a fucking men. I'm always fighting with Jim about what I consider the impossibility of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would ever get off the fucking ground. Number one, be suppressed. It would be suppressed in in, in instantly and brutally. Uh, and number two, if it did happen, I think that you would be able to survive. There'd be bigger pockets of survival and whatnot than one would think. Yeah. It would be, you know, again, you just move up North, wait for the zombies to freeze. Uh, you, know. you make it sound so simple. Well, we're just packing up, moving north. Uh, no problem. What if it's summer? How far north are you going to go? Well, I mean, the other thing is further north you go, the less people there are. It's That's like, true. You know, how yeah. many zombies are you going to run across in, like... The, Alaska? Yeah, or northwest territories of Canada. Yeah, not many. So, but again, I just, I don't know. It just seems like it, but it, I, you have to just swallow... The idea that a zombie apocalypse is is possible and this has happened. Well, you also have to think, where are they? They're just outside of Atlanta, right? I guess, yeah. So there would be a lot of zombies around. Like, if they were in the Northwest Territories, okay. Certainly. If that's the setting of this show, fine. Certainly. But maybe those people up in the Northwest Territories in Alaska are safe. But it does seem like, and I'm going to talk, I guess I'll talk about this a little bit in spoilers, but yeah, it does seem to me like a lot of this no hope is a little bit bullshit that's you just have to swallow because of the setting gotcha and if you don't then you're probably going to have a lot of problems with the show yeah you're not going to enjoy it uh, so uh 
As a final note, outside of Mad Men, AMC continues to fail to deconstruct gender t- roles and stereotypes. Nice driving, Lori. <laughs> uh, I don't give Mad Men an exception. Just because they got Peggy, who's kind of ahead of the curve, there's I, way too much other stuff. Well, I think you have to swallow the setting there, too, right? Eh, that's true. Uh, that show is all about misogyny. It's, it's not like – I mean, you first think, of like, oh, how cool uh, – you know don draper is mm-hmm. but then you realize he's a profoundly fucked up broken individual yeah you see him doing some terrible things like i'm not really looking up to him at all after season four yeah i almost and, feel bad for him yeah like yeah, and, in and a, everybody in his life and his kids and like you know this is how the country kind of got fucked up not not like in a victim sort of way no. in kind of like an asshole way like, yeah, yeah, yeah i don't that guy's not cool <laughs> he's just leaving a trail of human wreckage behind him yeah uh, f- uh, front runner writes in. Uh, he wants to do a little bit of bragging because he feels like he nailed do it and uh, uh, hurt the Herschel's reaction. He quoted from his email that he sent us on the uh, season two recap. Hmm. A facial expression when Shane started dropping the barn walkers like flies looked to be like a man at peace, not at anger. Speaking of Herschel, I think that's why he didn't take the poll from Rick. He could not do it himself, but he looked relieved that it was done and over. If he really believed what he's been preaching, he would have at least had some sort of expression or words when his wife family came out of the barn. I think everyone will be surprised when the season starts back up at what his thoughts moving forward will be. Uh, wow. Color me surprised because well, I didn't think episode, so, but yeah, he's right on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't take long at all. So I think we're going to be in real treat in upcoming episodes with several things coming out that we've been waiting for. The blow up with Rick and Shane just after the slap was what we've all been waiting for. The fact that Daryl's getting mad as hell now. That has sunk in and he's mm-hmm. gotten shot at and stabbed at with an arrow for nothing. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lori calls him selfish. I think he's going to turn a little colder in upcoming episodes unless he blames himself for Lori wrecking, but let's hope not. Ooh, that's a good angle. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. If he actually blames himself for that. I'm, I'm throwing that one down the drain because it ruins my Shane saving Lori thing. <laughs> the blow, well, it's, both things could happen. Yeah. And we do know, I believe, man, I'll say that for spoilers. Anyway. All right. Um, the blow up between Shale, uh, Shane and Dale was great. Uh, let's see. It humanized Herschel a little bit as far as taking him off that perfect man pedestal to showing that he was a drunk in the past. It was a good touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best part of the end, though, is the look on Herschel's face when Rick showed everyone that he can still be a leader. The way he pulled on those boys was like he was the fastest gun in the West. Yeah, Herschel was impressed with that. And I think he resizes his need for Rick, uh, his need for Rick for protection will come to terms mm. Uh, and we'll want him and his family and, and Glenn to stay. More predictions that I like. This guy's a savant. Uh, main points of the show, Carl's getting cold-hearted like Shane. Mm-hmm. Herschel realized Rick's worth after watching him react like the fastest gun in the West. The big, uh, final big thing is Rick showed to everyone that he's still a bad mofo by blasting those guys in a barn. Things he didn't get. Uh, the point behind the arm falling off the truck. Yeah. We talked, talked about, about that. Uh, how is Dale so sure that uh, Shane killed Otis in detail of how it all happened? Uh, three, why bury the loved ones? Um, uh, I, I, I think I covered that when I was talking about Andrea. Some of these people need yeah. need that normalcy and that closure. Uh, what is Shane trying to uh, – is Shane going to try to hit up on Carol now? He's rubbing on her Ugh. and cleaning like he really cared. God, no, I hope not. I didn't read that. That was – I don't think he was even thinking about what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The guy in the bar is going to fire on Rick with his buddy standing directly behind him. Nice gun safety. Yeah, I didn't actually catch that, but yeah, that's if you're going to set up an ambush like that, don't stand direct behind the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be pumping the other dude full of lead. Sure. Uh, he has a prediction: Carol will die soon, and Lori will lose the baby anyway after being back and forth over trying to abort it. How ironic. Hmm. Uh, James L wrote in: uh, Why would she possibly drive after Rick? 
Oh, well, Lori message. I understand that she was really worried they needed both Rick and Herschel there, but what does she think she can do that Rick can't? Yeah. To tell you the truth, I would rather have her son come after me than her. Other than Carol, <laughs> she's the most useless person in the group. I got to say, I think Agreed. she's taking pole position. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least Carol is At least Carol's isn't. not wandering off and getting herself in danger. Yeah, it's just her kid is doing that. Um, Brian from Long Island says, I thought the first episode is great, but I thought that last time, too. Oh, Walking Dead hasn't earned his trust. He's a little skeptical. Carl reminds me of a brick from the ABC. Uh, reminds me of brick from ABC sitcom The Middle. Yeah, I asked him about this. He says it's. He claims that it's better than Modern Family, which has won all sorts of awards and is one of the considered one of the best comedies on TV. So, I told him I'd check it out when I have some time. Oh, thanks for covering for my nasal maintenance there. <laughs> no problem. Uh, that's all. We kind of pulled a uh, sneak attack, a Pearl Harbor on the listeners here uh, because tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And my girl, I, I, I told my girlfriend I thought it was a bullshit holiday. And then she hit me in the face with a frying pan. <laughs> yeah. Shot you through the shoulder. So I'm going to do it. And we had to po- podcast a day early. Uh, so we probably are going to miss a good deal of your feedback, but we will get to it next week. Definitely. Will be a little bit shorter of a show since we. I mean, we've we've had a little bit of build up to talk about. Yeah, and I got to say, uh, we've been doing the Justified cast uh, now for a few weeks. We don't get nearly as much feedback on that, and I don't enjoy that podcast quite as much. So I think you guys are really contributing to my enjoyment of doing this podcast. Oh, for sure. So keep the feedback coming. I love it. Yeah, it keeps us engaged throughout the week too. And it gets me in. thinking. I they point out things that I did not see at all. Indeed. Yeah. More listener feedback, better show. Uh, let's get to the outro. Unless you got something else you want to talk about? No nope. spoilers. Well, let's do it. Uh, if you want to keep up with all the stuff that Jim or, and I are doing, and it's getting crazy. Yeah, we got bald. We got Breaking Bad. Too much, man. We got The Walking Dead. We got Justify. We got Mad Men coming up in a couple weeks. We got Game of Thrones coming up a couple weeks after that. Uh, all good stuff at baldmove.com. You can find our latest there. Uh, send us feedback at watching dead at baldmove.com. You can keep up with us and see the moment that our uh, uh, our podcast drop and our links and show news and whatnot at facebook.com slash bald move and follow us Twitter at bald move. Uh, the other thing you can do, uh, we always could use uh, iTunes reviews and subscriptions. If you haven't done that already, yeah. uh, that helps us again, get more listeners, more feedback uh, and uh, more enjoyment. Uh, we also could use uh, your using of our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, if you buy stuff on Amazon anyway, it's something that costs you nothing, gives us a little bit of money, and if enough people do it, we can break even on our bandwidth costs and not have to send, you know, because it, it's it's a price. And buy expensive. a palace by the ocean. Yeah, I, I want <laughs> I want the the Kevin Smith podcast set up. I want the bowling yeah, shirts that yeah. they're all wearing, uh-huh. and the big fancy chrome. Microphones. Well, you already look like Kevin Smith, so I do. Yeah, I, someone some of the me, listeners want us to post pictures, so we might do that. <laughs> someone told was it in Pax, uh, Pax, East Pax. in Boston? Uh-huh. I looked like a skinny Kevin Smith. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is, you know. It's accurate. It is accurate. He's, his wife is hot, too. It's the so. beard, man. It the, is beard the beard does it. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, what you do is you go to Amazon.BallMove.com. It takes you lickety-split right to Amazon. No interstitial ads. Boom. Anything. It's just like using Amazon because it is using Amazon. All right. Quit your begging. I've had enough of it. Really? Is that all the outro we got? <laughs> they don't have – I just want to mention no extra shipping, no extra fees. Just all gives right. us pennies. All right. Is that it? Yes, that's it. Can we uh, can we do some music and some spoilers if after you want? I right. got. I actually got the the pre- promo for next week too. Let's do it then. Uh, right. Next week's episode is going to be titled Trigger Finger, so that Mine's should be interesting. <laughs> Mine too. 
Uh, so, as always, until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See you then. We're back with the uh, out of the spoiler section. Let's play the thing for next week. Nine, trigger Fuck, finger. man. On the next episode of AMC's The Walking Dead. Yo, someone in there? We're just looking for our friends. I can tell you something. They're bound to get us all killed. Then we have to stop that. What are you doing? Keeping an eye on you. Get out of here! We all go! For a longer look at the next episode. Ooh, oh, that final scene. Some good stuff with the zombie pressing his face through the glass. That's clearly oh. Lori in her car. Disgu- yeah, disgusting, too. Somehow she's still there at nighttime. Do you think she's pinned in the wreckage somehow? Uh, possibly. I mean, it did flip over and land on its side, yeah. on the driver's side. So yeah, it did. She will have to climb out if she can. Yeah. Uh, pretty brutal wreck, too. Thank God for safety uh, glass, because it looks like the zombie's kind of struggling <laughs> to get through there. Yeah, and look look at Shane running down yeah, that road. Yeah, that, yeah, to yeah. me, says he goes after her. Yeah, well, especially since these guys... Now, how the fuck do you think this ends up happening? Because it looks like they were ready... They they played the badass song. They're going to stroll out of there, get in their car, and head back to the ranch. Somehow, yeah, they I must don't... get jumped, like, immediately after. They do, and it shows, like, a scene of Glenn backing up against the door, right? Uh-huh. Um, while people are trying to figure out if there's anyone inside. Right. Uh, so I think they're looking for their friends. They're probably coming up Oh yeah, right there to yeah, look this, for their friends. This is fallout then, from the Philly thing, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure they heard the gunshots, uh-huh. you know? So that's probably what they're what they're doing. Uh, Carol's checking up on Daryl. She's a little worried about him. Yeah. You what's, know, his, what's that his about? Ear, his ear necklace has got her a little <laughs> freaked out. Yeah, we forgot about the ear necklace. That's, that's not good. Uh-huh. And there's a shitload of zombies, too. I think the yeah. uh, gunfire at the OK Corral bar has drawn a, a bunch of them walkers. Mm-hmm. Or do you think that's at the farm? Because there's been gunfire uh, and uh, bonfires both places. I mean, come man, on. I think it might be at the farm. I think it might be. My prediction is it's that urine. Zombies can smell urine like sharks can smell blood in the water. Like gotcha, one yeah. part per billion. Well, specifically Tony's urine. There yeah. was like a Philly cheesesteak in there or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> high lipid content yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else from that trailer that you you enjoyed uh no we got some seeing? we got some fat spoilers uh we had a we have a shitload can i do uh one quick uh spoiler from arjun v who has a prediction sure uh he says that like in the comics carol is going to commit suicide uh, after she makes an unsuccessful attempt at trying to seduce daryl or maybe even shane uh, once she's rejected she'll realize that sophia has gone or that with sophia gone she has nothing to live for I think it's a pretty solid prediction with the way she's acting and what we know happens in the comics, what we know um, yeah, in the comics, ab- about – She commits death by Walker. Yeah, and, and what we know about them kind of wanting to get more close to the comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. I, it seems like uh, once Darabont was gone that uh, Greg Mazzara, did you say? I think it's his name, yeah. And, uh, or Kirk- Glenn, Glenn Mazzara. Glenn Mazzara. And Kirkman Glenn. want to – I think you're right. It's Greg. Well, I know it's Greg Nicotero. I think yeah, that's yeah. where you're getting confused. I think, I think it's Glenn Mazzara, but 
Yeah. Anyway, um, it looks like that they're trying to, after they've kind of rope-a-doped us, or at least the comic fans, which, again, a small number of the 10 million people watching this, they're trying to move it a little bit closer to the comic book continu- continuity. Yeah, yeah. Continuity, continuity. Um, continuity. Another thing is, like, uh, man, yeah, there's something going on with this mic stand. Um, there's also um, some something going on with uh, Carl. A lot of people notice that, you know, in the comic book, he kind of goes a little psycho. Oh, okay. When does that happen? Um, how, how far along? It happens, I think, after the prison, because he ends up murdering a, another little boy. Oh, okay. Who, yeah. to be fair, murdered... This little boy was kind of like a serial killer himself, and <laughs> none of the adults could, like, you know, what are they going to do? Or Carl just, like... Well, this... The kids in this show have serious... Or in the comic have serious issues dealing with this yeah. situation. Yeah, and he ends up being kind of, you know, very disturbed young man. And I guess mm-hmm. he would be if you grew up in this world. I mean, you know what happens to, like, Glenn and Maggie later on uh, in the prison? Don't no. they end up killing themselves? No, 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 no. You're thinking of Tyrese's. Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, so you now Glenn and Maggie are actually in there for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. Cool. They're still alive after like 90-some issues. <laughs> wow. So, uh, it, it is Glenn Mazzara, by the way. All right, cool. Um, so did you say you had a – was that the end of the spoiler? And yeah, I that, was, talked that about was Carl. It. All right, so we got a listener whose name's going to be – not mentioned and he asked us not mm-hmm. to use any spoilers until we can confirm them his name is not sure and actually i've confirmed most of this stuff on reddit so i want to talk about stuff that he and he dropped he dropped Bibles. sophia being oh. the zombie about a week and a half before i saw it anywhere on the internet in fact yeah. i thought he was passing off some kind of photoshop when i first saw it i think so. this is actually glenn mazera who's writing it <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a little cred yeah so he's got uh he's been right so far i'm gonna tell he's gonna talk about uh i'm gonna tell you what this guy's saying about episode 12 and 13 it says in episode 12 shane tries to kill rick it takes place in the woods in the moonlight shane says it's not going to be easy but laurie and carl they'll get over you shane keeps taunting rick saying that laurie and carl lived without him once when he's in the hospital when they thought he's dead he says they're going to have to learn to do it again while he takes aim at Rick's face. Rick asks, so what are you going to do? Kill me here in cold blood? Screw my wife? Take my children? My children? Uh, <laughs> going to let them call you daddy? Is that what you want to do? He then demands Rick to, uh, Shane then tells Rick to raise his gun, but Rick keeps confusing or refusing and causes Shane to make a retort about how Rick isn't supposed to be the good guy anymore, according to his own words. He finally has enough, and he hmm. tells Rick that he's pathetic, and he isn't fit for Lori, and he's a better father, and he'll fight to keep both her and Carl alive. Then a scene that's eerily similar to the pages of the comic, Shane goes full-on angry and tells Rick that he, before he came back, things were fine, and his return destroyed everything. He pauses for a moment and then says that because of Rick, Lori's broken and Carl's weak, and that Rick has not a clue how to fix it, inching his gun closer to Rick and demanding that Rick raise his gun. Rick then reaches for and grabs his revolver, pulling it out, from its place on his belt but then he tries to calm things down saying that there can be a way out of this if shane wants they can put this whole moment behind them nothing has to have happened here uh, all the while their guns are trained on each other's faces uh he says they can lay down their weapons and head back to the farm if they want it doesn't have to be this way rick tries to talk shane out of being rash while suddenly pulling out a knife and after a quick tango and much drama, Rick buries the knife in Shane's chest. Ooh. Later on, Shane reanimates as a zombie, and Carl <laughs> finds him. And then Carl ends up raising his gun and shooting the zombified uh, Shane to the ground. Awesome homage to the comic. 
Yes, it is. It didn't. It it took a while to get around to it, but it sounds mm-hmm. like again this resolution was pretty much right out of the script. Wow, oh, that's seriously spo- That's like on the par with Sophia spoilers last. Yeah, season, it's so. basically you know giving you. Maybe we should have warned them the up front. Script. <laughs> this was fucking serious. Man, I mean, this, the fucking this is the spoilers. Spoilers section. action, true. So it says also the shows uh, being set up for them entering the prison in episode thirteen. They start filming at the prison location in May. Nice. Michonne or Michonne is it Michonne? Michonne, yeah. Uh, will be appearing at the end of the season in episode thirteen. Uh, there are currently no pr- plans for Tyrese to appear. Uh, end of season two, right? Season, yeah. Okay. Se- season two, yeah. episode thirteen. So just in a couple of weeks. Uh, Daryl and Carol are going to become much more intimate in their friendship, and they look out for each other throughout the season. Um, hmm. That leaves a lot of bit of wiggle room because it just says they're intimate. It doesn't say that they're actually yeah. going to start sucking face or anything like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, do you think? I heard a couple of rumors that maybe there is not going to be any Tyrese. That they're just going to skip his part in the series and give it all to T Dog. That's fine with me. T Dog is a character too. who's been with us. I'm, I'm okay. And, and actually, when they cast, I thought that was what they were planning on doing. Mm-hmm. So they and, even have. And honestly, names. if and I, I'm, this is becoming less and less likely. If uh, uh, Booker, what's what's his character's name? Uh, Merle comes Merle, back. Right. That would create more tension to have T Dog there as kind of a significant player. As yeah. opposed to Tyrese. Honestly, I don't think we need Tyrese as long as T-Dog has a similar transformation to Andrea. Yeah. And yeah. becomes kind of like the badass. And he he does seem to be... I mean, he's always taken it to zombies. Like, when we first see him, he's in there in that body armor, whacking him with baseball bats. Yeah. He's pickaxing them. He's curb stomping them. Um, you know, he's the one that put the well zombie out of his misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is that... That that's kind of they portray him as having that because that's what I think about Tyrese that he's just a badass. I mean, yeah. Out of all the group, he's probably the closest to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator type. Yeah, he's dude. like a big football player. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think T Dog could be that dude. Sure, definitely. So that's all. That's enough. I think that is plenty. It's we're pushing an hour and a half on this episode. So right. uh, thanks, guys, for listening, and we will see you next week. See you next week for Trigger Finger.